Hello, hello, and welcome to the Cinema Judge. To all my regular judge heads out there, welcome back. Now, if you're new to the show, I hope you like it. And if you do, like it, subscribe to it, tell a friend, whatever you feel comfortable doing. But this is what we do in a nutshell here at the Cinema Judge. I have the evidence, I'm the judge. I give it to you, the jury, and you make up your own mind. I will never, ever, ever tell you what to do, whether to see the movie or not. I might tell you I like it. But you're so much more smarter than what everybody else gives you guys credit for and us credit for. They sit there and tell you what to do. That's not our jam here at the Cinema Judge. We're a movie oasis, for lack of a better word. I'm here to share movies with you. You like movies. I like movies. That's what this is about. Because any movie is somebody's favorite movie. So hey, I give you the evidence, then you make up your own mind. That's what we do. Now approaching the bench today, we have the movie Dog. Now, Dog stars Channing Tatum. Now, I just love these kind of movies. If it's a dog and movie, I totally dig it. I don't like the sad, depressing dog movies. And what I really like about one of the later trailers that they played is right at the end of the trailer, they go, and the dog doesn't die. And if that's a spoiler, my bad. But that's what a trailer said. So it's not really me blowing the lid off of it or doing any spoilers. But some movies, if I know something bad's going to happen to the dog, you know what? I'm not a fan. I'll, you know, maybe I'll still watch it, but not all the time. If I know bad mojo is going to happen to a dog, eh, I might forego it or at least stop it at that point. Anyway, Chanum Tatum plays Briggs. Now here's the lowdown of the movie, the tagline. Two former army rangers are paired against their will on a road trip of a lifetime. Briggs, played by Channing Tatum, and Lulu, the dog, race down the Pacific coast to a fellow soldier's funeral on time. And it's, it's kind of a buddy film. And you're going to hear some really good interviews talking about how similar both the dog and Briggs are. They're both in the same situation, kind of broken, and this road trip kind of, you know, fixes them both for, you know, in a nutshell. Well, you decide for yourself. So here's the trailer for Dog. It's expired, sir. Come on, man. You know how many times I've been in and out of this gate with that? Excuse me? What's the odds on ISIS? Step out of the vehicle, sir. You want me to step hey. out of the vehicle? I'll have a... He's with Ranger Battalion. <gasps> Ranger Battalion. I've been busting my ass to get my mind and my body back into a good place. I need to get back in the game, sir. You want to get back in the game? Prove it. Sergeant Rodriguez was a legend. Family funeral Sunday outside of Nogales. They want his dog at the funeral. You do this, and you're back in the game. She won't work with anyone. One minute she's good, the next minute she's sending three guys to the ER. What's up, dog? And you're gonna go on a little road trip. Easy. What are y'all so scared of? Come on, out, big time. <laughs> what is your deal, man? Maybe just take the crazy down one notch. Hey! No, 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 no! No! You're just a demon. You're just a demon! Whatever happened to you, dog? You used to be a legend. Hey, hey, hey! Oh, no! 
You're so good. How'd you make her get out of your hand? I just talked to her. See, she's just a noodle. She just needs so good. You don't do anything else psychotic on this trip? Maybe we can have some fun. Is that a deal? Shake? Is that you? Good girl. Will you give hugs now? Really? A Lulu gets the best hug. You've never had a Lulu hug? Nah, we don't, we don't, we don't exactly hug. You tell me that Nuke was just as messed up as Lulu. Had to work him every day for six months. When he stopped struggling, that's when I realized maybe I could stop struggling too. It's okay. It's just lagging, right? <laughs> Look at that! She's never slept in a nice bed before. There ain't no shame in wanting a big comfy mattress. I was hoping you might have a room for me and my little girl. Is that a purple heart? Was she wounded? Uh, yes, she, she was. Thank you for your service. I've never seen this dog exhibit any aggressive behavior before. Never. She loves people. Oh my God, I can, I can see. You're definitely not the girl I thought I'd be in the tub with, but I'll take what I can get at this point, I guess. Well, that was a trailer for Dog. Now, coming up next, we're going to have a featurette. Now, in this featurette, you're going to hear from the director and Tatum. And they're going to talk about the origins of this movie, what inspired them to make it, and just a little bit more about it. But I want to give you a heads up on this. In this little featurette that the studios gives us, there's always clips of interviews. But in those interviews, you're going to hear them later. But the later ones, it might be the more fleshed out full interview. But like in the featurette, they, they snip them up in the intersplice video and scenes from the movie. That's what's happening here. You might say to yourself, hey, I, I heard he heard part of that interview. Well, I'm just giving you a heads up. Some of these featurettes do repeat themselves later. But here's that featurette looking a little bit more inside of Dog. This movie was like a love letter in a way. That's indescribable for me, really. The vision for the film started from a very personal place. My dog Lulu I had from six, seven, eight weeks old. We love going on adventures and finding new places. Just me and her in a truck. During those road trips, I really did learn, I think, kind of the core of this film, which is to surrender. This is a road movie about a military dog, Lulu, and her relationship with Jackson Briggs. Briggs was a ranger, and when Lulu's handler, Riley, dies, Riley's parents have asked for Lulu to be at the funeral. Family funeral Sunday outside of Nogales. She won't work with anyone. One minute she's good, the next minute she's sending three guys to the ER. What's up, dog? And you're gonna go on a little road trip. Easy. We got so scared of Smell it out, big time. Maybe just take the crazy down one notch. They're both stuck in the car, and that's where a lot of the body of comedy comes from. Hey! No, 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 no! Lulu's like an eight-year-old running around with a chainsaw. You're just a demon! You're just a demon! All the time. And Briggs is, you know, he's crazy. The two are just at complete odds with one another. But of course, they're sort of mirrors for each other. You don't do anything else psychotic on this trip? Maybe we can have some fun. Is that a deal? Shake? <laughs> They're both struggling in ways that maybe they haven't before. And the only difference between them is that one's a canine and one's a human. We had retired Army Rangers as full-time consultants who became dear friends, and they're all dog handlers, and I'm insanely proud of the way in which we were able to work with that community. So good. You are so good. <laughs> and then to have Channing working with the dogs that played Lulu, that was awesome. I mean, that's the foundational relationship of our movie. Let's not make this 
All emotional, okay? There's something very present and healing about dogs. I love these animals so much. And the experience that I got to go have making it with my buddy Reed was a labor of actual love, and that's enough for me. All right, that was the first featurette talking a little bit more about the story and the genesis of it all. This next featurette talks about the dogs, the three different dogs they used, the training, and just a little bit more background in this whole breed and what they bring to this character in this movie. Sergeant Rodriguez was a legend. Family funeral Sunday outside of Nogales. They want his dog at the funeral. She won't work with anyone. One minute she's good, the next minute she's sending three guys to the ER. Easy. What are y'all so scared of? There are three dogs that play Lulu in the movie, Lana, Britta, and Zuza. I've been around dogs my whole life, but these are different dogs. Is that a Belgian Mal? Yeah. Lulu is a Belgian Malinois, and she's at the tip of the spear of the most elite combat units in the world. Most people associate Belgian Malinois with the military, security services, Navy SEALs. They're very hardcore. They're incredibly smart, and they love working. But sometimes they're not the best family dogs. And they come with the nickname, the Maligator, because these dogs like to bite like an alligator. Good girl. Do you give hugs now? Really? A Lulu gets the best hug. You've never had a Lulu hug? No, we don't, we don't, we don't exactly hug. Channing started working with the dogs about nine months before we started shooting. And we had to really be careful because I had to have enough of a bond with them so that I didn't get bit in the face. We had three full-time retired army rangers. They're all dog handlers, and I'm insanely proud of the way in which we were able to work with members of the military. We leaned into their knowledge, and thankfully, I had never took a full bite. But Britta, like, nipped me. I still have a scar on my butt cheek. You're a chew toy. This is fun. Yeah, toy. Oftentimes in movies, you can feel the presence of an off-screen trainer. But we really wanted to do as much as possible in wide shots where the dog could interact with Chan. And so we needed Channing to be able to direct the dogs in scene. And Chan really became a trainer. Oh, yeah. Good girl. <laughs> it was kind of tough. There's a scene where I run out to the car and I have to scream, like, you know, what do you want? And she was just like, why am I getting yelled at? And I was like, oh, <laughs> it like broke my heart. So like after every one of those scenes, I would have to go over and be like, no, it's okay, you're my friend. It was actually really lovely to show up every day and work with these incredible dogs. Yeah, I would fully do another movie with these dogs. Like, they're extraordinary. That was a really good feature, Ed. I just love hearing about all that stuff, what it takes to get different dogs to make this happen. Now, this next interview comes from Channing Tatum, and he talks a little bit, little bit about his character and the plot, like why he has to, or why he agrees to take on this mission, bringing the dog to the funeral. Check it out. Briggs, all he needs is a, basically a referral. You know, he needs to get his captain to, to call uh, the, the diplomatic security company and, and just vouch for him, say he's a squared away soldier. And that's, that's what he wants. To get that, he has to take Lulu on this road trip from, from basically the Pacific Northwest all the way down to kind of very close to the, to the Mexican border. And uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a handful. You know, you think just putting a dog in a car and just driving it down there is enough, but one of these dogs is, and this guy also, uh, they're both, special let's just say and and they're they're gonna they're gonna fight each other all the way down the down the coast and and uh and if he does that and if he gets lulu to this funeral without any without anything that happens bad then he gets the referral 
And uh, that's all he's got to do. We're going to hear from the director next. And he's going to talk briefly about just a fun relationship between Briggs and a dog. Where you get a guy and a dog in the car and both of them really just kind of are trained to bite and neither one of them listen to each other and they have sort of competing agendas in life. All sorts of chaos ensues. Um, and so that's the basic setup of the movie. Now coming up next, we're going to hear from the director. And I don't know about you, I love these kind of interviews where you get to hear that they're not just people who work together. They have a history together. They've worked together and they, they think alike. They like working together. You know, it's not just a business. And it's just kind of really kind of cool hearing about the brotherhood and just they enjoy working together. So uh, we've been friends for about 15 years. Um, I mean, it's like we've been through kind of every aspect of life with one another, like all the highs, all the lows. Um, so this project came out of kind of a long-standing ambition to direct together. For a lot of years, we tried to find a project. We, we went through many different ones that didn't work out. And ultimately, the advice, create what you know, is really true. And um, this, this world kind of came from our personal experiences, being on the road, um, having these really deep and rich relationships with our, with our dogs, and um, spending time amidst a community of uh, army rangers and, and uh, their dogs. And we made a documentary for HBO called War Dog that sort of uh, highlighted these incredible stories and bonds between these soldiers and these dogs. And, and we included a lot of those guys on this movie. And one of the things that um, was really important to us was just shining a light on that, those incredible stories and that culture. And now they made that documentary and it's really kind of cool how that progressed into this movie. Now the interview continued and they talked a little bit more about their relationship and how Channing, Channing Tatum lost his dog and how that kind of like started getting the wheels thinking like we can make a movie that combines that story and this story about healing. So you're going to hear from both the director and Channing in this interview, talking a little bit more about that, about that kind of stuff. It's kind of cool. And that, that brought us into a whole community of Army Rangers and their, and their um, dogs that they work with in the Special Forces. And we kind of fell in love with these guys and their dogs. And we finished the movie. We knew we wanted to kind of keep telling a story in this world. And then, and then Chan uh, lost, his, lost his dog, and, and yeah. that kind of spawned a, a connection between something personal and, and this experience we had just gone through. Yeah, I mean, and I was at, at the time that I lost my dog, I was going through a pretty tough time and just in life, or just com really complex, and I was losing my best friend during it. And, you know, we, we went through a bunch of different machinations of <clears throat> kind of telling that story, that bond, that thing. What is it between, you know, a man and a dog or a woman and a dog, really a human and a dog? That's a really old thing. And then when we really started to examine these, these soldiers that, you know, they've been very conditioned and taught to compartmentalize their emotions, to compartmentalize their connection with the, the world at large that didn't experience what they experienced, you know, in their lives. And, you know, they, they probably even came into the military a little bit, a little bit almost conditioned to do that anyways. They might be kind of special in that way, but the Rangers are, you know, they're, they're not just normal military. They're doing very specialized things. And, you know, and then once, it's really, it's really fascinating. They, they have these walls up and these things that they don't really let people in on. And then, but a dog can come in to the, to the room and turn these, these like hardened soldiers into these like little lovey puppy dog sort of loving guys. And it's, and it, it, it sort of unlocked them. 
when we connected all these dots the, of, of these experiences we've had in life, uh, we, we always drew them back to wanting to make a road movie. And um, they're just our favorite kinds of movies, um, mostly because they're full of heart and humor. They're just, they make you laugh. And generally speaking, they make you feel something and they expose you to new ideas and places and wild characters. And, and so um, we decided to set this movie on that type of canvas and, and um, hoped that that was a way to bring people into this world that was, you know, this world of special forces soldiers and their dogs that's very insular and foreign to most people. We didn't want to make a war movie. We didn't want to make a movie that was sad and dark and about broken people. We wanted to make it about, about these guys who, who we got to know and become friends with who are just really alive and these dogs who are equally, if not more, kind of alive and vibrant. So we wanted to kind of bring it into this, bring it out of the military and into this world of the road. Yeah, we, we talked a lot about tone um, in the beginning and, and like, we didn't want to make a sad soldier movie. And that was, I think one of the first things that we kind of looked at each other and said, we were like, we're not making a sad soldier movie. You know, every, every soldier movie, somehow this like really dark thing. And, and, and like, you know, it, there is, there is darkness there, but there's also like the guys that we know are so funny and so alive. See, just in, when you listen to part of that interview, the power of dog, what can't they do? You're feeling bad, they make you feel better. And that kind of reminds me, real quick, I'll make this short. <laughs> I, one of my favorite bumper stickers read, I wish I was the person my dog thinks I am. And that's kind of like the truth. Wouldn't that be great if we were all the people our animals thought we were? Hey, it'd be a far better place. It could be. I might be wrong. But anyway, it was a great bumper sticker. Now, coming up next, we have the director talking a little bit more about how these two characters are similar, the dog and Briggs, that is. Both Lulu and Briggs are struggling with the loss of tribe. They're struggling with the fact that in Briggs's case, he no longer has this group of guys that value him, that he values, that, that he can go to work every day and mean something to. Like he's cast out into the world without any place to go to apply those skills. And Lulu has lost her handler. I mean, that person who you've, who she's established a year's, you know, five year, six year long relationship with being trained by him. Uh, there's a deep bond and trust there. He's no longer there. She doesn't know, she can't work with anybody else. She doesn't understand how to work with anybody else. And so she's kind of lost her tribe and her tether to her, her job. And, um, so at a deep level, I think they're, they're struggling with that, um, loss of identity in a way. Now that was a director talking about how these two characters are similar. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Channing Tatum, also talking a little bit about how they are similar. They're both pretty insane. They're both pretty, they're, they'll, they'll definitely go, they'll go until they can't go anymore. And, and, I, and I think when you have two brick eaters that are, ready to, that are ready to lock up at any point, you know that you can have fireworks almost at any moment in the movie, that there's, a, there's an actual gun in that car two guns essentially like they're like a, it's a powder keg it can pop off at any moment and and they're equal matches for each other there's a there's a moment where, where we like we both grab a you know a, this like stuffed unicorn and look it, like the unicorn was never going to stay together if if one of us didn't like wasn't either told to let go or if didn't just let go before it ripped because it would have just been done like in, in a heartbeat and um, so it's it's just funny they're they're equal match 
And the only difference between them is that one's a canine and one's a, one's a human. <laughs> Human-ish. Now we're going to have another featurette for you. Now in this featurette, again, I'm going to forewarn you, you're going to hear little clips of other interviews you've heard either early on or else what you're going to hear later on too. Anyway, this featurette talks about the power of the road trip and how they've been on road trips together and just how that could really help you along. Well, let them explain it to you. Here it is. And you're going to go on a little road trip. Reed and I, we go on a lot of road trips together, and we love a road trip. We've always wanted to set a story in a lot of these places that we know and love. And there's bonding. It's just a thing that happens on a road trip. Maybe just take crazy down. Just one notch. That's it. We didn't want to make a war movie. We wanted to make a road movie because that was a way to bring people into this world of special forces soldiers and their dogs. Hey, 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 go, go, go. To have a dog that likes to bite people, eat this guy all the way down the western seaboard, and he's sort of biting her back on some level, and it just was funny to me. You're just a demon. You're just a demon. They're both wounded and compensating in some way, shape, or form. But by the end of the movie, they realize that they're kind of each other's tribe. Just being with each other was, in a way, healing. And just the presence of her was sort of intrinsically opening both of them up. We're going to hear next from the director. And he's going to elaborate a little bit more about using dogs in this film, but not shooting it like typical movies shoot, like reaction, cut, reaction, cut. They wanted more a, a, a real feeling. And this is him talking about that. We really, in the movie, wanted to photograph dogs in a way that most dog movies don't. We really wanted to not only make the dog a main character in the film emotionally, but also uh, in, in dog movies, you typically the way you see an animal is like you cut to a, basically an insert shot. And there's a trainer right off camera doing something. So the dog does a specific behavior and then you cut back to the action. And the way we really wanted to do it was to try to do as much as possible in wide shots where the dog had learned behavior and could interact with Chan in a more complex way, which is hard to do when you're on a short schedule and just hard to do in general with dogs. And, and it's always a challenge working with animals, but our trainers were so incredible and Chan spent months and months working with these dogs every day that we, I think, were able to achieve a level of realism um, that most uh, animal movies don't. We're going to hear next from Channing Tatum, and I love this interview. You can tell this guy loves dogs. <laughs> it's just cool how, you know, hear him talk about how when you come home, your dog is so excited. Like, oh, where have you been? It's so nice to see you. You can be gone just a few minutes. Doesn't matter to a dog. They just are happy to see you. Listen to, listen to what he has to say about that. Dogs are kind of these, like, very present things. You know, they don't have so much. They do on some level that, you know, maybe we'll never know. How much are they thinking of the future? How much are they thinking of the past? Like, who knows? But the first, like, every time you come home is like the first time that you've come home, you know? And like, it doesn't matter. You, I could walk out of the house for 30 minutes and then, you know, that cutie, my new dog, like, she's just like, oh my God, you're back. You're back. <laughs> like, like, and it's just, it's, I think, such a reminder of Joy is always sort of accessible, you know, and, and even though we're humans and I think we do focus entirely too much on the future and, and the past, you can really only experience joy in the present. And I think dogs are just so present. You know, I think they're so all of a sudden their whole state, they can go from like dead asleep to like, you know, having the time of their life, you know, and 
or or s- switch to another emotion, you know, really, really fast. And I think it it's all in a real time sort of thing. It doesn't mean they don't want to go play fetch or go for a walk or something, but it I think it's something beautiful. I think humans somehow love dogs because of that. See what I'm saying? Great interview. I just had to throw that one in there. We're going to hear next from Channing and the director, and they're going to talk about how, you know, how helpful the Rangers were in, in the details to making this movie from something on their shirt or, you know, helping out with the dogs and just how much impact they really had on this film. Well, we had a handful of real Rangers from our documentary and, and a few other guys that they were connected to and brought into our world on set for every single one of the scenes that um, we did at the Ranger base for Lewis in Washington and then at the Ranger funeral at the bar in, in, um, in uh, Pat, what's called Pat Berry's outside the base. Uh, and then again at the uh, Riley's funeral in the desert, uh, we had you know an actual military color guard and, and advisors there. So yeah, um, wherever wherever possible, we included uh, real folks in this in this whole process. And the ranger, the rangers were incredible. I mean, they literally came in and and helped build every like every last detail of our set on base. Um, of the bar, like they, you know, they, they were really in charge of every creative decision of how the production design looked in those worlds. So, yeah, yeah and, it, and it's and it's really specific in these worlds, right? Like the, these guys live in those worlds, like they and some of some of the yeah, it means everything to them. Yeah, I mean, and then every down to like the last detail on a uniform, yeah, or like yeah. why is that weapon in this room? It doesn't make any sense for this weapon to be. And there's like, what? Well, why would it be there? It's kind of what we have. And they'd be like, well, someone would be stripping it and cleaning it. And we're like great. Like I didn't ever <laughs> do it. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, let's do it. And I think that's so important that you have real people helping out, helping out on set. So it doesn't feel so fake or whatever. Cause it's like somebody who knows that world, if they're watching this kind of movie, it takes them out of the movie because they go, wait a minute, that's not real. No, that doesn't happen. So I think it's really cool that these guys really paid that much attention to all those little details that people who know, know. But coming up next, we're going to hear from Channing Tatum. And he's going to talk about the relationship a little bit more about him and the dog because they had worked together before when they were in the service, but now they're back home and things are changed. So having that relationship now is going to be kind of, you know, a very uh, touch and feel, see how things go situation. You know, I think Lulu's a different dog than probably the last time he saw her. Um, So I, I don't know if he knows exactly what to expect he knows what these dogs are capable of that's for sure he's he's worked with her he's went out on deployments with her he's seen her do what these dogs do what these war dogs do and is is pretty you know full-on and but he's done it himself he's he's been kicking indoors for a while as well and you know they're equals and and like they're those dogs are soldiers to him they're not they're not equipment now coming up next we're gonna play a clip now in his clip briggs walks into the kennel to pick up the dog. But the dog is muzzled and, you know, it, you know its world is all shaken up. And the officers are like, <laughs> be careful there, my friend. It's going to, it might, you know, other people who've gone in there haven't had a grand time. And it kind of goes, goes from there about him going, wait a minute, this dog's fine. Anyway, here's that scene. If anyone asks, say she's on her way to rehabilitation. Hey, do you want me to leash her up for you? Let's just get this over All right. What's up, dog? You remember me? It's your favorite chew toy from 2015. 
No? Me and you are going to go on a little road trip. 1,500 miles. Just to act like your daddy's looking down on us from above. All right, I'm going to leash you up. All right? Be cool. Easy. Easy. You really did give up, huh? What are y'all so scared of? She's mellowed out big time. You're going to hear next from Channing Tatum. And he's going to talk a little bit more about how both these characters are very much the same. Slowly, he actually starts to take care of this dog. <laughs> like he's, he, and in a way, you know, we, I, we definitely did not want to be heavy-handed about this. If anything, we, we almost wanted this to be unintelligible in the movie other than to us like the dog is him you know they they're just mirrors for each other and you know he he kind of i think discovers this connection and this sort of just want to connect with this dog and it's not even i don't think it's even conscious we're gonna have another great interview from the director now in this interview he talks about the importance of training and how that while they were writing Tatum was in the backyard working with the dogs and that how much that really helped production and the whole feel and everything like that. I just love hearing these little behind the scenes moments where it's that day to day working on a film and it's the the whole grind. And I've said this a million times, but I'm going to say it probably a million more. This is the kind of reality TV show I want to watch where they show the, the pitch, the talking, the working on a film that I could get behind because there are so many steps that I can't even imagine that takes to get from idea to pitching it to making it and then finally releasing it. So in this interview, you kind of get that little behind the scenes, you know, behind the curtain, if you will, of what goes on when they're making a film or, you know, all that stuff. Anyway, check it out. Channing and I started working with the dogs about nine months before we started shooting. Uh, a lot of that was because of the pandemic setting in and us realizing, okay, we can't shoot for a while, so let's spend the time with the dogs, uh, which was highly valuable. Um, and uh, as we were writing, Channing would be in the backyard, you know, training with the dogs. And that was awesome. It, it really, I mean, that's the foundational relationship of the movie. And, and honestly, if I could have taken two years to work on that with them, I, I would have. Like, it, it, you can't have enough time. Um, so that really, yeah, I think that's one of the special things about the movie is I imagine that in most animal movies, you hire a, a animal trainer and they kind of come in and they show up on set and they're like, okay, the dog's going to do this and that and the actor's going to stay over here and we're going to get that shot and that shot. And then it's like, and we're done. And this was much different. We're going to hear next from Channing Tatum. And he's going to talk about how much he enjoyed working with this director and how much he learned from him, even though he's worked with a lot of great directors in the past. He really listens and not just listens with just this like, all right, I'm going to like, I'm going to just like dictate that back down onto the page. Like, you know, almost just like I'm going to take everything you said and I'm just going to like put it there. No, he really digs and finds a larger meaning that I would have never been able to see in it. Like, And his ability to see the 30,000-foot view, he's taught me more about movies than almost any of the directors that I've, that I've worked with that are some of the best directors in the world. You know, because of the time that we've had together. And, you know, 
I don't feel stupid asking him any question. I'd be like, wait, what is that? I don't even know what that word is that you used. What does that mean? And, and just like there, there's just a, a connection and a, and a compassion that I think he has, unlike almost anyone that I've worked with. And, and like the connection is the, the, the will to want to understand something that he might not understand. I love this next interview with the director. He talks about how much he enjoyed working with Channing. You know, the amazing thing about working with Chan is that, uh, well, there's, there's many, but the, I think the, the most prominent one is that he doesn't have a false bone in his body. So he will never approach a problem or an idea from a place of convention. And he will never approach a, like a creative situation from, from a logical place of like, well, the best thing for act one would be, or, you know, I really feel like I should be perceived like, like he's never, the artifice of being a movie star has not uh, eroded his soul, you know, like he's, he's unapologetically who he is, truthful, and it's like a tuning fork that I get to follow as a writer, uh, as a director, as a creator on all fronts. Like I know that if, if it's not working, it's because he's, it's not truthful for him. See what I'm saying? That was a great interview. I just love hearing how a director, even though he's his, you know, he's his friend, he still has this appreciation and he could still separate himself from a friend, but he's an actor and could see his talents. I, I just love that. Now, coming up next, we're going to play another clip. Now, in this clip, they're driving down the road. And, you know, Briggs is like, come on, because the dog is just pawing and scratching at the cage that he's in. Well, you know, because he keeps him in the cage in the, in the car as he's driving. And the dog just won't be quiet. He's like, please, just dial it down, just a pinch. Here's that scene. What? What is your deal, man? Come on. You're slobbering all over my seats. Maybe just take crazy down. Just like one notch. Just one notch. That's it. Maybe we could get along. And if we get along, maybe we could even have some fun and send Riley off right. Doesn't that sound nice, dog? I'm all you got. I'm it. It's just me. You know, you feel for both of them in this situation. The dog just wants out. He just wants quiet. It's it's the struggle of having a dog. Now, in this next interview, you're going to hear from the director. And he's going to talk about the vision of this film. Well, I think our vision for the film was just to make a great road movie. You know, it was just to hopefully make a movie that made you laugh, that made you feel something, that took you on a journey to unexpected places. Um, that's what we love about the road movies that inspired us to kind of make movies in the first place is what we loved about our own road trips. They're all kind of stories about, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, going from closed to open. Um, so our vision for the film was um, to just to just take people on a really funny and hopefully really emotional journey. And I guess more than anything, what we wanted to do was uh, show how an animal or a dog could become more than just a dog, could become a four-dimensional character who, you know, you really started to see as a as as a as a person, and uh, that's that's what we experienced with these rangers and their dogs. That's how they saw each other, and, and we wanted the audience to feel the same way about Lulu. Now, coming up next, we're going to hear from Channing Tatum, and he's going to talk about 
the co-writer or one of the co-writers of this film, Brett Rodriguez, and how valuable he was to this whole production and the documentary War Dogs because he had a connection. He had an in because like he says later in this interview, you just can't call up Rangers and say, hey, we want to shoot, you know, in your area. What do you say? You have to have people who are in that world. And this is just him talking about the experience of working with Brett. Brett Rodriguez, you know, I've probably, I've known him equally as long as I've known Reed. Uh, We all met on the same movie, this movie called Stop Loss. And uh, he was someone that I met and just sort of an advisor. He he was was in the military. He was in 10th Mount. And um, just to be around soldiers, you know, like that's kind of they put us with, you know, real soldiers. And we just became friends. And and just stayed in touch through the years. And then uh, he worked with me in different different capacities at different times. And then he went back and contracted uh, for a few years. And then he came back. And then he actually produced and I think he, I think he even directed some of um, uh, War Dog because of all of his connections into the military. You know, we, we all did a lot of sort of getting our foot in the door of certain special forces. You know, they're, they're a tight-knit group and you can't just call up the rangers and be like, Hey guys, what's up? We want to come bring cameras into your lives. Like, uh, (laughs) it wasn't like that. You had to go and like earn their trust, let them know what, what we were doing. And it it was really Brett that did that. He, he really embedded himself in these people's lives. And, 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 you know, it's, it was a big responsibility. He's like, look, if we're going to make a movie about a, he, he wasn't a ranger. That's not something that he can, you know, claim. He's like, I'm not that I'm not them. And, what they did is different than what I did. And, and he wanted to make sure that it was done right. And because these guys are really special to him and they're actually really special to us. Like I said, really cool interview. Now, following that footsteps, you can hear from the director again. And he's going to talk about the growth of both the dog and the human. They both have wired themselves to be the most hard charging, never give up soldiers on the face of the planet. And by the end of the film, they both find themselves surrendering to each other and surrendering to a new way of life that's transitioning out of war and into civilian life and, and more peace. And uh, so we liked that the whole story was sort of focused on that journey of surrender. We wanted to show what it might be like for someone to feel that sense of disconnection from their community and to want it back. Oftentimes, movies about war are about the the traumas and the horrors of war and why, why war is sort of bad. And, I, and we really wanted to make, not make a moral judgment on war and just understand from a soldier's point of view why you might really miss and want that type of experience again because it was the only thing that made you feel alive and made you feel part of something and gave you that sense of meaning and identity. Well, I hope you enjoyed our in-depth look at Dog. Now, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, any way to improve the show, please let me know. Cinemajudge at Hotmail.com That's Cinemajudge at Hotmail.com Because I can't fix what I don't know what's broken. I want to I do whatever it takes to make the show better. If you have any ideas, let me know. Well, that is it. Everything from this point on is me thanking listeners from last episode and me just talking to you about music, and everything else. But if you want to watch a TV version of this, go to Bloomington, Minnesota's webpage. That's B 
BLM, as in Bloomington, dot MN, backward slash, BTV, dash, shows. And type in Cinema Judge. And then a whole bunch of shows will show up. Not, you know, I've been doing this show now for 20 years. 20 years won't show up. But there's a whole bunch there. But now, it's shout-out time and music time. For all you guys who listened to the last episode, for all you around the world, I hope my voice finds you well. For those of you listening on the way to work, at work, on break, at home, doing the laundry, whatever you're doing, I hope your world is well. Because wherever, whenever, or whatever you're doing, this is for you. Everybody around the United States, Vietnam, the Netherlands, and Germany, France, Mexico, and so many more. Minneapolis, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Again, you guys keep listening and several people do. Thank you so much. Madison, Wisconsin, Alexandria, Virginia. You guys, every episode. Thank you so much. Same thing with Pasadena, California. Thanks so much for listening. Again, wow, Des Moines, Iowa. You guys always show up. Ho Chi Minh City. I mean, honestly, how cool is that? Everybody around the world taking time out to listen to this show. If you love movies, and I love movies, that is so cool that we could all just share in this together. That's so great. Holyoke, Mass. Thanks, Mass. Every episode, you guys, you know, tune in. I really appreciate that. Chaska, Minnesota. Excelsior, Minnesota. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much. Amsterdam, North Holland. That's incredible. Thank you. And, of course, Frankfurt, Main Hess in Germany. Every episode you guys tune in, every one of you, take time out of your life to listen. That is so cool to know and hear that as I sit here at late at night recording this, it's, you know, for you and for me, sharing in the movie Oasis. But now, it's the bourbon shout-out. And this episode doesn't necessarily go out to the people, it goes out to the people's dogs. So everybody out there, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss some of you. But for all you dog lovers out there, this is for your dogs. Barkley, Patty and Hazel, Tisha, Bear, Moose, Ziggy, Leo, Nico, Frank, Cheech, Oreo, Sonny, Daisy, and Ren. That's just to name a few. There are so many of my listeners who have dogs or just all the great dogs out there. This is for you. Cheers. But now, one of my favorite parts of the show is the music section. While I was making the TV version of this, which becomes the podcast, I, you know, I, I got myself in, in a mood. First, I put together on my playlist the soundtrack for Valley Girl. Even though it's it's hard to find, when I watched the movie, I just kind of wrote down all the all the songs I liked. For example, A Million Miles Away, Johnny Are You Queer, Eyes of a Stranger, Angst in My Pants, Who Can It Be Now, Everywhere at Once, I La 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 Love You, He Could Be The One, Love My Way, Don't Put Another Dime in the Jukebox, even though it's called Jukebox, Don't Put Another Dime in, The Fanatic, She Talks in Stereo, Oldest Story in the World, I Melt With You, of course, Eaten by the Monster of Love. That In that movie, that is such a great scene. A guy's riding down the street on his bike. And, you know, I, you know if you've never seen the movie, I, I hope you have. But if you haven't, he's been kind of 
seen this girl at this house, but then the mother's been kind of flirting with him. So he's driving down the, down the road on his bike, and, and there's just the, Holly had this song is just so perfectly placed. If 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 you've never seen the movie, check it out because that scene is so fun. And that's just to name a few, because that album is just loaded with great tunes, or that movie is, because the the album has been kind of, you know, had issues with copyright or this, that, or whatever. But watch the movie Valley Girl, and you'll understand, because every song on there is just perfect. And, of course, I can't forget to mention <laughs> the perfect pairing of Deborah Foreman and Nicolas Cage. Those two are just perfect in that movie. Everybody who watched that movie just loved it. I mean, they each have great lines, but you know, the one that I always loved a lot was, hey, is this movie in 3D? No, but your face is. Yeah, again, it's just a <laughs> it's a quick scene, but it was a great scene. Well, that is it. My glass awaits. I'm thirsty. So cheers to you into the movies. So until next time, be well. Be good, and I'm gone. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Judge.